You're listening to the HR Happy Hour Show with hosts Steve Bowes and Trish McFarlane. Since 2009, the HR Happy Hour Show has been bringing you thought leaders, workplace and technology experts, academics, and more to take on the most important and interesting topics impacting work, human resources, technology, and the workplace. Learn more and listen to all the show archives at www.hrhappyhour.net. Hey, welcome to the HR Happy Hour Show. My name is Steve Bowes. This is HR Happy Hour number 232, being recorded live from Ultimate Software in Florida. It is amazing to be here. Uh, first of all, I want to say thanks to my friends at Ultimate Software for uh, welcoming me today, recording the show on a Monday. Uh, and there are probably, I'm going to tell my first question I'm going to have for my friends at Ultimate, I think, is going to be how does anyone get any work done down here? It is gorgeous. It's 65 degrees. The sun is out. The palm trees are, 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 you know, blowing in the breeze. I don't think I'd want to do anything other than just say, boy, I'm in the, one of the nicest places in the world right now. We'll have to talk about that later. Uh, after this weekend and the cold and snow, I had, a, had an eight-hour ordeal by plane trying to get here yesterday. Glad I did, though. I'm glad I'm down here uh, with my friends at Ultimate Software. Um, Trish can be with us, sadly, so we'll say uh, hi to Trish. Uh, we'll see her on the next show, of course. Um, uh, I'm not sure where it'll be, but I love these remote shows. So i got to find somewhere nice and warm and sunny to do the next one and, and try to get there soon. So anyway, without further ado, I want to welcome our guest for today's show, Adam Rogers, Chief Technology Officer, Senior Vice President of Product Development at Ultimate Software. Adam, Welcome. Thanks, Steve. Thanks for having me. Thanks you for uh, having me, too. I've got the bio here, Adam. We have determined some of the bios a little out of date, but I'll just give it, give a little bit of it. Adam serves as Ultimate Software's Chief Technology Officer, overseeing the company's product strategy, development, and delivery via cloud computing. Adam joined Ultimate some number of years ago, a while ago. 18 plus. 18, year, 18 plus, and has led the company's pioneering efforts to deliver HR and payroll solutions via software as a service. Adam's got a lot of awards. He's a great guy. One of my favorite guys. Adam, thank you for be, uh, being on the show. Thanks. And by the way, I had an ordeal also with all the, you know, you had the, the snow and the eight-hour commute. My ordeal was in, in my house, it was actually 69 degrees, Ooh. so I had to figure out how to turn the heat on. That's, yeah. so that was, that was that's my ordeal tough. this that's, weekend. You're roughing it yeah. a little bit. Mm -hmm. I know. I get to the hotel last <laughs> night, and I had to figure out how to turn the air conditioner on. Because I've been like firing up the heat for weeks and weeks in upstate New York, and we, also we were lucky though where I live in Rochester, New York, we were spared the, the the winter storm, you know, the heavy effects of it, but still the travel effects are still even today. I saw uh, on on the news that the airports in New York are still not open, or maybe are just trying to open uh, after three days of snow. So, boy, this is a beautiful place, Adam. Maybe first of all. Let's answer that first question I had. How does anybody get any work done in such a, such a gorgeous place? Uh, yeah, I guess we have some really interesting work, and I like to come to work. I guess that, that's kind of the, the quick answer. Uh, we also don't have any problems with commuting. We don't have any mm. snow in the roads. There's no salting of the roads. It's, it's, <laughs> right. It's, you, just, you just have to deal with the, 
The tourist driving on the road. That's, I, about, that's about the only thing you have to deal with. I tell you what, if your strategy for recruiting, you know, talent would be bring them here in January, in February, that that'd be a win right there. You know, maybe, maybe not July or August, but hey, I do want to talk a little bit about culture. First off, like you come into Ultimate Software's uh, headquarters here, which I, I guess is, will be changing soon, which is maybe something else we can talk about with the the plans you have to move and, and expand even further, but. You come into the main reception here, and the first thing I noticed is right sort of behind the reception desk uh, is a basketball court, gorgeous basketball court, full court, glass hoop, glass backboards, a rack of basketballs there ready to go, and then on the sidewall, just the banners, if you will, the equivalent of, say, the, the, you know, the Boston Celtics, all their title banners, or any, any sports team, right, puts the Super Bowl banners up uh, along the rafters of their, of their stadium. But Ultimate Software's got just, I don't know how many, a dozen or more, probably, of best places to work, best places to work, best places to work, on and on and on again. I'd love for you to talk a little bit about the culture here at Ultimate Software, just from your point of view, and how it's different and what it means to you. Sure. Uh, yeah, that, that that can be a, a long uh, a long explanation, but I'll, I'll try and keep it short. So yeah, ultimate's definitely special. And by the way, we are we're gonna we're in headquarters in Weston, and you know that's that's not changing. So we're, we have a number of buildings down here. Uh, we are opening another hundred thousand square foot facility uh, down the street, uh, but we'll keep this building. So we'll stay headquartered here in Weston. Yeah, listen, ultimate was started twenty five years ago in nineteen ninety, and it was this really simple premise. It was this this kind of this triangle or pyramid of priorities and we said hey we're just going to we want to take care of the employees uh, and it was four employees so it was much easier then uh, but it was it was quite frankly it was it was really let's just let's just earn enough so we can take care of our people our family uh, and if we do that first and foremost then those are the folks that are talking to our customers you know and so customers were number two on that, right. that totem pole and if we do all that right eventually this thing will be worth something Really, really kind of, you know, subordinating the, the shareholder part of it to the very, very back. And we've, we've really just kind of run that plan all along. As we became more successful, we were able to take care of our family more. You know, whether, you know, we, we started from the beginning p- taking care of uh, all of, paying for all uh, benefits for all medical, dental, and vision for our employees and their families. They don't pay a dime for, for that. Uh, even, even after all the expansion, you're still... Even after all the expansion. Okay. Yeah, there's a great story, by the way. You're talking about kind of how do you keep that. Right. Uh, when I became a new manager, I'll never forget, uh, I got an email out from from Scott. We, was, we were going through this period where we were Scott, losing... Scott, sorry, CEO. CEO. Yep. We were going through this period we were losing money hand over fist and getting a lot of pressure from Wall Street. We were public at the time. I said, hey, you, know, you got to do something about it. You spent all this money on on uh, on healthcare. You, know, you, you, have to, you have to maybe get the employees to match some. So Scott sends this email out uh, to all the managers that need to take a straw poll. What do you all think? Overwhelmingly, the responses back are, Scott, we'll, we'll support you with whatever you want to do. So if that's what you have to do, that's what you have to do. He responds back. He says, sorry, I know you all voted that you were okay with it, but in my heart of hearts, I just can't do it, and I'm never going to do it. I'll never ask you that question again. Wow. So, yeah, we've never, we've never, uh, we've never had to pay for any of our medical dental vision for our entire families. You know, and that's the kind of thing, right? Naturally, if you were aware of this going on as a new manager, even as an employee, to the extent to which every employee was aware of those kinds of pressures and decisions, boy, that would say, boy, this company really does care about me, and not just me, but my family and my well-being, right? That's a huge, that's a huge statement move right there. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's been something that we've, yeah, we, we've, we've continued to push. So it really is taking care of people as if they're your family. And so that's, that's the beginning of a lot of what you see around here. Uh, I, 
you know, we'll talk more, but it, you know, how you kind of keep that as you grow to almost 3,000 employees has been, has been a challenge, but something we feel pretty confident we've done successfully. Yeah, and so that's, that's the natural question, right? Whether it's, you know, paying a financial question of sort of fully matching employee benefit costs or, you know, other kinds of benefits you can do that are, that the, the, the street or investors might see as, wow, that's just a cost that you don't need to do. Your competitors don't do it, right? So you, you don't really need to do it. And imagine there are other things too, like when you walk around here, you know, I, I, you know, I hear things like, wow, you know, yeah, 545, there'll be the yoga class. And oh yeah, we've got an on-staff nutritionist who's available to help employees, you know, consult with them uh, regarding their, their challenges or, or concerns in, in, in health and wellness. And you hear those things and you say, boy, those are easy to do, as you said, when you're a four-person or a ten-person or even a hundred-person kind of organization. You're a big, I don't know the revenue, I don't care what the revenue numbers are, but they're big. They're huge revenue numbers, thousands of employees. Is, is this almost, uh, you know, as a leader in this organization, is this a, maybe daily is not the right word, but is this a weekly, quarterly kind of challenge to say, hey, are we still acting, living, and behaving like that 50-person scrappy bunch we were back then when we built this at this level, and can we still do it? Yeah, it, it really. Well, it's, it's, I don't think there's a time for it. Honestly, it, it, it factors into, it's amazing to me because if you really, this may be a horrible analogy, uh, if you, but have you, ever, have you ever done, have you ever worked out, and they always tell you kind of deal with, your, your core is always involved, and you don't believe them, you don't believe right. them, you finally one day it clicks, you're like, you know what, your core is always engaged in everything you do. Our culture is part of everything that we do at Ultimate. Every decision we make, every call we take with the customer, every prioritization we make on, on the product, every investment we make, every budget we do. I mean, it always you, you always come back to how do you how how can you how can you treat this with a people first uh, strategy that that we that is part of who we are. So it, it's definitely it's ingrained for sure. Yeah, Adam, thanks for that. Uh, this is the HR Happy Hour Show. My name's Steve Bose. We're down here at uh, Ultimate Software, a gorgeous Weston. Did I say that right? Weston, Weston Florida? Weston, you got it. I got confused on the way down here. Is there a Destin, Florida as well? There is. Oh, no there wonder. Is. Almost Not like, near here, though. So oh, well, glad, I'm glad, you, glad I didn't I'm go glad there. You got GPS there. I'm glad I didn't go there. But uh, we're with Adam Rogers, Chief Technology Officer at Ultimate Software. Yeah, th- this does sound a little fanboyish for me, but I, I can't help it. I, I do. I'm a fan. I, do, I, meant, I meant to say this, Adam, though, at the top, and I, we're, we're sort of almost 10 minutes into the show, and I think you're doing really well right now as a guest, but I will say this. One of our favorite, Trish will agree with me on this, uh, we've had Cecile mm. Alper-Luru uh, yeah. on the show from Ultimate Software a couple of times. She is in the top three yeah. of all-time favorite guests oh, yeah. of the show. I can, right. she, I can see why. She's, she, she keeps you on your toes. She, yes, she's great. So you you want to be like the, you know, it's a high bar to, to uh-huh. get over, right, to, to surpass her. But I think you're doing so far pretty well. We'll, we'll report back to Cecile later and <laughs> let, her know how you, let her know how you did. Hey, I mentioned recruiting a second ago. Let's, let's sort of take this culture conversation just a little bit more forward into, look, your organization is probably not unlike many of the customers that you support in which finding, attracting, and retaining the best talent that they can, right, for their organizations is of primary importance. It probably will always be, right? It'll always be a quote-unquote trend. But as you guys uh, have grown so much and have had to recruit probably pretty aggressively, particularly for technical talent, right, that have a lot of options probably, how does the culture sort of benefit you in uh, attracting and retaining talent? And then secondarily, I said to myself, like, when I, if I were to walk in here as a new employee, what are the kinds of things that you would do uh, to sort of help me understand and sort of become part of this culture? Yeah, the, yeah, lots of really good, good questions, topics. 
So recruiting, yeah, it's, I would say first when it comes to recruiting, we, we have a very special culture here and it's one that we've, uh, we've, we've kept intact by, uh, by being clear on what we believe in and then hiring people that believe what we believe. And if you are fresh out of, out of college and you are looking to join a startup and get lots of uh, stock options not worth anything yet um, and grind for <laughs> hundreds and hundreds of hours and then hopefully that turns into something uh, and then move on to your next company, that's just not who we're looking for. Okay. So we're really, you know, we're really clear with what we're looking for and there's no, there's no mold per se, but what we, what we know for sure is if you get the culture uh, and you don't quite have the skills yet, We'll bring you along. We'll develop you. If you get the culture and you have the skills, well, we're going to go heavily recruit you. Sure. Uh, if you have the skills and you don't get the culture, you're not going to last long. So, so you can fake it a little bit, but we send people through a pretty exhaustive uh, interview process. They'll mm -hmm. talk to eight to ten people. Wow. Okay. Uh, and it, we're very clear up front. Like this is this is not an inquisition. This is this is really important that you feel comfortable with us and we feel comfortable with you. And so this is just as much as an interview for you as it is for us. That's the first on the, the recruiting part. And then as a new hire, when you walk in here, we, we do a, a new hire optimization is what we call it. And we're, we're, we're hiring so many people now that we do it every other month. Okay. And for two days, no matter where you are in the country or the world, that you are, we'll bring you in. We brought uh, one, of our, one of the folks we hired in Singapore. Came in. Okay. Uh, come in for two days, and you get to uh, the first day is, is – general session kind of stuff where you're meeting with and you're hearing from every executive in the company from starting with Scott and Viv. Uh, so Scott, obviously CEO and founder, Viv uh, runs, is the chief of people uh, okay. here at Ultimate. Uh, here from me and all services and sales, they hear from every executive. Uh, and then they get to come have lunch here at headquarters. Uh, so we'll set up a huge tent and we'll bring every, you know, so right. everyone gets to interact, all the new hires, they go on a tour of the facilities. And then we'll do a dinner that evening again with the exact. That's probably the most important thing, right? Because I can present all day long. Don't love it. Um, it's not the most <laughs> engaging thing for people. Or you can have them dial into their computers and watch virtual things, right? There's yeah. all that. That's everybody does that. Right? But going to a dinner and then having access to the execs is. It's really important for us as execs to, to connect with all the people we hire. So that's another way we kind of test out. You know, you can you can. Right. All recruiting practice. With all due respect to recruiting practices, having a two-minute conversation with somebody in a, in a more social gathering can probably tell you all you need to know about whether they get the culture or not. Yeah, and I think that's another example. Again, I want to make everything a sort of a financial decision, but in a, in, a, in a big publicly traded company, a lot of decisions are financial decisions, and again, that seems to me another one be a lot cheaper, right, to virtually onboard that person from mm -hmm. Singapore, right? Yep. Be pretty easy, be very inexpensive, you could do it. But would it have that kind of effect that you want? Not just that you want as, as a leader in this organization, but you want that person to experience, right? Yeah. Who's coming all the way here from Singapore. So that One of the other things that we do, I think, that sets the tone right away for what we expect from, from them uh, as new, new hires is we, we'll send them a welcome packet. And uh, I, I, I sign, for the folks that report through me, I sign them, give them uh, a gift card. Mm -hmm. And the gift card is, is very clearly said, here's a gift card. You should go celebrate with your family. That's that nice. you've now joined the Ulti family. I like that. You know, as part of... Uh, so that sets I'm not saying no one ever else has ever done that. It's the first time I've ever heard that, though, mm -hmm. myself. That's really cool. Yeah, so, and that's, that's the kind of, and so it's, it kind of sends a message right away. Well, that's what you can expect, and, you know, if you're a manager or you're a leader, that's the, that's the type of thing we expect from you as well. Yeah. Hey, Adam, 
the next thing I want to ask about, so we talked a lot about culture, a lot about specifically the ultimate culture, which I think is fantastic. And again, go, go look at the banners across the basketball court. It's not just sort of me saying it or Adam saying it. It's, it's been sort of validated, right, it, it, you know, in, in the market and in, in, by, uh, by these recognizing entities. Um, but how does that translate, in your opinion? You're, you're running product, you're developing product, you're serving some thousands numbers of customers. How many is it? You're allowed to say? Uh, about 3,000. Okay, thousands of customers, millions of employees probably, right, yep. around the world using Ultimate Software uh, products, right, yep. every day. How does sort of the culture and what you sort of believe in and what you instill and, and, and how everyone supports each other in, in maintaining, how does the culture translate into uh, products and, and and then secondarily services. The, the connection from culture to services is a little more clear. But what about products in terms of developing products that people will will want to use? Okay, so this let me see if this doesn't take us too far off. We're, we're good, but we're, we got all day. I this would, is a podcast. I the internet would. has infinite space. <laughs> we can talk all night. I can talk really yeah. fast if we really need to condense this. <laughs> Here's the first thing I'd say. I'm going to get back to your question about the culture. But the first thing I would say is. We started doing software as a service back in 2002. So, because you, you, you made you made the mission kind of separating both the products from the service. Yeah, because logically, to me, it's it's a, a supportive, nurturing. You know, we're we're all in this together. Culture to me translates to service more clearly. That okay, well, we're going to do the best job we can servicing our customers and making sure they have a great experience. Service to me is a, as a person to person kind of exchange. Mm -hmm. Whereas, again, to me product is, well, it's product, right? You're building something tangible. It's less clear to me how a culture can translate into a set of products. Gotcha. Okay. So first, first thing I'd say is that when you, we started doing software as a service back in 2002, and we learned a lot over those years, uh, one of the first things that we've learned and we continue to remind it is that customers, especially in the software as a service solution, they don't really differentiate product from services. It's okay. just a solution to them. And there's a great analogy that we think about, uh, or a great, you know, when in the marketplace that we think about uh, when you think about our products and services. So let me just pause for a second. Mm -hmm. Eighty-three percent of the people at Ultimate Software, that the, there's there's two thousand nine hundred and something people here at Ultimate Software. Eighty-three percent of those people are either part of the product team or the services team. Okay. So it's a huge investment. Okay, so now back to the analogy. So customers don't know the difference. What what customers, if I ask you, you know, here's a great example. Uber. Mm -hmm. Is Uber a product or is it a service? That's a great question. Uh, it's, I, I'd call it a service, probably, as a consumer. Yeah, I think most people, it's probably like 25 say product, 75 say yeah. service. If I ask you to describe why you like Uber, I don't know if you do, but if I do. You, okay. Yeah. So I if you, why you like Uber, you'd list a couple things. And if I asked somebody else who said it was a product, why they like Uber, they they probably say the same set of things. Mm. Bottom line is, it doesn't matter whether you call it a product or a service. the The reality is that Uber would could not survive with just the software and could not survive without you know with just the car service. We've had lots of car service. Right. What makes it really special is that blending. Of, of those two things, and that's what creates an indis indispensable solution. So for our challenge was, okay, how, how do we make the 83% of people that are traditionally divided up in you do product, yeah. you do service, sure. and make them work as one? And our culture helps a lot, obviously, with that. So back to your question, uh, call it our solution and our teams working together to create this one solution for our customers. Uh, talked a lot about culture, and, and what I, you know, I think what most people like to look at with culture is they 
they think about the tangible things like what you know what you pay for, what you give, what, and we do that because it's our it's like our family. But we pr we provide for people so they can thrive. That's what it really comes down to. They can thrive and they feel empowered to always do the right thing. Uh, so that's the part of the culture that's harder to describe. It's a little mushier, right? But it's it's just as important. We are always going to set up environments for our people to, to thrive. We're going to always empower them, and we're always going to have this really, really clear moral compass, which is so simple, just do the right thing. So when you do all that, that's when your, your culture starts to reinforce your behaviors. I guarantee, and I hate to throw a company under the bus here, but I'm trying to hook up Comcast service. It's a freaking disaster, <laughs> right? I guarantee right. that there's individual people at Comcast, they know what the problem is. They don't. They they don't have they, they don't know how to go about fixing it. Our two thousand nine hundred and fifty or so people at Ultimate, every one of them, everyone doesn't feel like they can fix any problem at Ultimate Software. Then we've messed up with our culture. Yeah, that's Adam. I'm glad. I'm sort of glad you mentioned Comcast. That's fine. I, they're not a sponsor of the show. I, I last on the last show, I shamelessly threw out some big corporate mm. names in hopes of getting more sponsorship. Are you, are you listening, Dr. Pepper? <laughs> not yet. But um, Comcast is a great story though because they were pretty. And again, not to pick on them, there's a lot of companies in this book and probably a lot of companies in this HR technology, enterprise technology space as well, where the incentives for people, even if they wanted to do, and, and I, honestly, I believe most people do want to do the right thing, Absolutely. but they were incented to do a series of, of, of things and actions and behaviors that were, were not at all aligned with having uh, the customer have the best experience and the best outcomes, right? Absolutely. It was all about get the customer off the phone and close the call, close the ticket, you know. In, in our space, it could be, you know, get them to upgrade, get them to go buy some more things, get them to, um, uh, you know, onboard some more users in order to get a, a, a top, better level of support and some sort of tiered structure. I don't know. It could be anything, right? So I think there's there's uh, there's a connection there, right? Because the culture then is the kind of culture that will reward and incentivize certain behaviors, which are naturally going to be in alignment, right, with what most customers, probably all customers in theory, at least would say that they want, right? Your customers must tell you this too, right? Like I imagine, uh, uh, retention is pretty high, right? And, and the customer satisfaction scores, and you know, I don't know what you do in terms of that. You know, how the customers come back to tell you how you're doing, but I'm sure that's a big part of how you sort of think about how you're providing service to your customers. Yeah, uh, we we have a number of ways. We uh, we just uh, so in 2015 we released about I think 550 or so new features. Uh, and we also, uh, along with that, had 112 customer ide customer submitted ideas to our portal uh, that we were able to include in the in the releases. Yeah, so we spent a lot of time with our customers. We had we we have we've run over 96 percent uh, retention. I don't know, for uh, for over 10 years. I, I don't I mean ever since we've been keeping track. Right. It's it's at uh, and, you know we're kind of in the quiet period, so I can't go through all of that. But no, we're we're at, at our highest. Uh, it, it's never been low, and it's always been over 96%, but we're at a, we're the highest ever, for right. sure. Customer satisfaction with UltiPro, the solution, it was 90% this uh, this time around, which we've never hit 90 So, Yeah, things... Uh, which things is, in this business, well. is remarkable, right? I mean, because that's what that, the old, you know, statements you hear about enterprise technology or HR technology in particular, like, no one likes it, everyone hates it, right? Like, no one's happy with it, but I, I think... Uh, you guys are proving that, that that doesn't have to be true. Right. right. Well, one of the, yeah, I think that we have three strategic priorities that we think about. Uh, one of them is around customer loyalty. And when you look, so by the way, the, I don't know if this is referring to it, the Comcast, there was a Comcast HBR article where they talked about customer journeys, you know, journey paths. And that's really the incentive you want to give. Like, I'm on the phone with you right. because I want to get my service hooked up. 
I don't I don't need I don't need to, I don't need you to close my close my call faster right. and hand me off to somebody else who then can't solve my problem. I need to solve the whole journey. And when you look at and, and that was that article kind of pointed out, you know, the most important thing for customers with loyalty, uh, not, not satisfaction, loyalty are two different things. Loyalty is all about making it easy to do business with okay. you. So we and now that's when you think about UltiPro as a solution. There's things in our in our in our kind of traditional quote unquote product that we can really simplify. And they, it'll, it'll make it easy for them to do business to use our system. And then there's also obviously lots of servicing that we do mm -hmm. that makes it easier. So that's that's really, and we instill that in everyone's head about hey, build customer loyalty, make it easy for people to do business with us. Do you do any of those things like I know this is off off tangent a little bit too, but like like the Zappos thing or some other companies do? Do you make like at least expose new people to service? Like even if their job's not serviced, I know you mentioned eighty-three percent of people are in product or service anyway. So maybe this is not really a fair question. But you ever? You Actually, ever, it's a great question. You ever I mean, get on the phone, take a couple calls? After yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, well, we do a number of things. We we have a walk in your shoes program. Okay. That, that's actually between product and services. Those are the kind of two big groups. And they'll go for I forgot exactly how it's run, but uh, they'll take a class of people and they'll go through and they'll spend time on on each other's uh, on service or on development. Uh, if you're doing, you know, uh, depending on which group you're right. in. Uh, so we, we definitely do the, the walk in your shoes program. Uh, but yeah, I think that's a great way to get, get really exposed to you know, what it's like on the other side. Yeah. Hey, quick uh, quick reset. This is the HR Happy Hour Show. This is show number 232. I believe that. 232 of these. Uh, uh, thanks for uh, joining us today. My name is Steve Bowes. With me, Adam Rogers, Chief Technology Officer from Ultimate Software, graciously welcoming the Happy Hour Show. Um, we're in Adam's uh, own conference room, as a matter of fact, as well, which is uh, lovely. Great view. Palm trees. Sun blowing, uh, uh, blowing breezes outside. I'm gonna go outside. I think for the rest of the day. Once the show's over, I'm just gonna go. We should have done this outside. Yeah, that was technology. We got technology. We've done uh, done a couple of these outside over the years, uh, um, but yeah, we should have we should have made made that happen. Maybe next time. Next time you come back, I'll bring my drone. We'll go to the roof and we'll we'll do like a yeah, live video feed from the roof. That would be pretty awesome. What do you think? That would be pretty awesome. Like a drone, like simulcast of the show. Yeah. We had to actually tell people at HR Tech, which is uh, um, you know my sort of day job, the HR Tech uh, conference. We have to tell exhibitors like no drones allowed in the expo hall. Mm -hmm. That's like an actual rule. So don't bring your drone to HR Tech Sad. if you are planning. What about my hoverboard? Can I bring that? Yeah, bring that. I don't care. Yeah. Although the airlines are making the announcements about the hoverboards, like they're really like hammering. I heard the announcement from Delta folks uh, like three or four times yesterday about the hoverboards. Like, who's bringing the hoverboards? Like, I, I don't. I never. I've never seen one hoverboard in an airport. <laughs> been warned against it nineteen times in the last like three weeks something about them exploding they're worried about yeah, I I guess that's, a, that's a minor problem they're so tight hey last thing Adam last thing I wanted to hit real quick before we wrap up the show today is kind of everybody asks me the same thing so I do the HR tech conference and in, in, in December into January everybody asks me the same question what are the big themes in HR tech and in HR this year that you'll be wanting uh, to, to bring forward for the conference in October and I every year I say the same thing well I'm, I'm not completely sure yet I kind of want to see how the year develops a little bit. And I think there are some consistent themes that sort of go year to year to year uh, that are important to organizations and HR leaders. And then, you know, certainly how technology solutions are, are uh, adapting to help meet those challenges. But from your perspective, Adam, you know, the CTO of Ultimate, running product development here, thousands of customers, what are you hearing from your customers uh, and what are you kind of doing this year? What are your one or two things that you're really thinking about for 2016 that are big for HR leaders? Okay. Uh, yeah, well, well, interestingly enough, you know, we, we, we survey our customers and we continue to find they, they still talk about kind of the same similar things that they want. You know, they're looking for new functionality, better technology, 
uh, integrated systems, uh, better customer support and reporting. That's kind of what they say on the forms. But but if you're asking me what what, what right. I think, you know, what, what we're seeing, what, what it could potentially be next, uh, and something we believe in here that we would use ourselves. Uh, I think uh, I'll tell you two things. The, the first I would say is. We were we were one of the first to market with our predictive analytics. Mm -hmm. Sure. So you'd say, hey, guess what, Steve? You have someone working for you that has an eighty-five percent chance they will not be here next year. They're a flight risk. Right. And you and so really, everyone's like, oh, this is so cool. I can totally connect this. I get it. And then you go back to your office and you're like, now, well, what do I do? Right. How do I make these actionable? We uh, we released the first version of, of what we call my leadership actions uh, at the end of last year. Uh, and these are very practical suggestions along 16 different town drivers that help leader, you know, let help managers become leaders and help leaders become, you know, okay. have foster better relationships with their employees. And when you talk about culture, so much you can talk about culture till you're blue in the face, all the things you provide. Sure. But we've been reminded time and time again, it's all about the relationship you have with your direct manager, direct, you know, leader. And uh, so these leadership actions, we believe, allow our customers, and you know, I think you'll start to see a lot more people doing this. Is once you once you get those predictive analytics kind of more mainstream and the question of well, what do I do to prevent whatever that is or encourage if it's like right. you know, predicting potential, then you'll have you know, a set of suggestions that have to be really practical, easy to follow uh, for people to do. So I think that's that's one is really turning those predictive analytics into something more actionable. Mm -hmm. sure. right. What would be like an example of one of those leadership actions? Say, it sounds so simple, uh, but I can appreciate this coming from a technology background. Mm -hmm. But well, you know, so you are a, the, the director of uh, of an engineering group, and you have eight direct reports. Not a huge number. Okay. When's the, you know, when's the last time you took each one of them out to an individual lunch? Simple, right? Yeah. Sure. When was the last time, instead of responding to an email, you walked into their office and sat down and said, "Let me, let me, let me respond to the email and talk to you about." Right. Yeah. So th there's the, that's why it has to be kind of lowest common denominator, you know, so it can be applied generically. But they're all very human and all very important to just relationships. Yeah. You know, no, I, I think that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right, because what's the value of a number, like a predictive analytics score, if I don't know how to respond to that, exactly. or I don't have the tool set I need to respond to that effectively? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there's another area, if you have a couple more minutes. But, yeah, yeah sure. I, I think, uh, okay, I'm going to call this like in innovation in kind of traditionally commoditized areas. Okay. okay. So first I'm going to tell you the, the, what, what made us think about this. Apple's, an, by the way, not a sponsor probably either, but, but not yet, you've got to get them on there because... Yeah. If you look at what Apple does, you go to the, you go to the, you know, Tim Cook goes to uh, the keynote and he's talking about the new MacBook. And while there's probably 7,000 things that they put in that thing, he's talking about two things. And one of them is the trackpad. And it's like, what could be so exciting about the trackpad? He said, we want to innovate around the trackpad. Stuck his team on doing it. They said, well, it's kind of odd how it's like unevenly pressure on each uh, side. Okay. So okay. he said, all right, well, we have to create this force feedback. It's going to be, have to be electronically controlled. That will create even. And once they do that, they go, oh, you know what? Once we do that, then we can actually test the level of pressure. And we can create a bunch of functionality around that. So they were able to innovate around you know, kind of a commodity. We believe payroll... That, that you use every single time every you single, use that MacBook, right? And that it could be the most important yes. thing, exactly. Yep. This actually works, this analogy thing. So yeah. on our side, uh, payroll, everyone kind of takes it for granted. But for an employee, it is, it is like the single thing that is the most important. It should be. It's, it's their compensation. It's their livelihood. Half of U.S. workers are hourly, so their paychecks change from, from paycheck to paycheck. We, are, uh, we actually worked with Google, uh, one of our customers, to design a new MyPay uh, okay. mobile uh, experience, which does things like, hey, uh, is proactively notifies them when there's changes that's going to happen on their upcoming payroll. 
hey, get, you know, guess what? You just hit a limit, so your you know your your paycheck's going to look a little different. Here's why. I click here, and so we're going to take them through a, a much more engaging experience around what is seemingly simple as a okay. paycheck, which we think actually be good for for employees and the people, but also good for all the payroll departments and reducing the, the cost. So things like that. Yeah, we'll, I, we'll great. I think it'd be great to know as, as an employee if my paycheck was going to be. I'm not saying this is one of the things, but like if my paycheck was going to be 10% less than my average of the mm-hmm. last for three months, or 10% more, maybe, maybe either way, if I've worked more or less, or I've worked different shifts. Or maybe this, if this podcast is really good, it'll be 10% more. Yeah, what exactly. You, uh, you know, there, we should put up like a little tip jar or something for the podcast <laughs> to reward uh, reward a good show. I don't know, but uh, no, I think. That's great. I mean, I, I think it, it's. I think there's plenty of room to still innovate in things that we think are sort of reach their capacity for for modernization or innovation. Even like you know, I throw in the whole self service experience. Right, mm-hmm. employee self service has been a thing. I don't know when the first time Ultimate rolled it out. It was probably a decade ago, yeah. right? In ninety seven, I think. Right, yeah. And, and yeah, so more than that. And, and then we sort of stopped. Like, oh, employees can now change their addresses, and we've stopped kind of thinking about making that better. I'm not saying you have, mm-hmm. but I think the industry has kind of stopped thinking about how to make that much better. And I think there's plenty of opportunity to make that experience much better. That sounds so boring, employee self-service show, but I would, I do, I would do it. <laughs> I want to get behind the employee self-service in a big way this year. I'm going to find maybe a way to do that. Maybe that's your next hackathon. Hey, maybe so. Yeah. We're going to do that again at HR yeah. Tech, by the way. I've got a new idea for that, by the way. We'll talk later about it, but I've got a very good new idea, I think, to how to make that a little bit more an interactive experience oh, cool. and involving, te- uh, involving attendees in, in the process as well. So I'm working okay. with a couple of guys on that. So, wow, this has been super fun. We could go for a long time, but I know you've got many things to do besides you or me. So I appreciate you taking the time, Adam. Uh, Adam Rogers, Chief Technology Officer from Ultimate Software. I want to thank you for being on the show. We'll, we'll see Cecile later. I'll, I think we're going to have to tell her Adam killed it. No, no, no. I think we're going to have I, to say that. We're going to put a little pressure on her. I, did, I, don't, I didn't even feel the least bit challenged because there's no way I'm topping Cecile. She's, yeah. she's a true thought leader in the space. She so. is. We'll, get, we'll, we'll challenge her. But the reason I want to do it, though, is I want to get her back on the show. Oh, so she's right. like, what? Adam did a really good job. Now I've got to come back. Well, so sealed until we'll, we'll get Cecile back on the show as well. Uh, this is awesome. UltimateSoftware.com, of course, the website. Everything is there. Uh, you can learn more about uh, this organization, who, like I said, I'm a fanboy. I am. I've had a great experience with Ultimate over the years. Great to be here finally for the first time in person. So thanks to Adam and thanks to the team. The, some of the team is here. Thank you, team, for uh, helping set this up today. I really appreciate it. And uh, we'll see you, everybody, next time uh, on the HR Happy Hour Show. So, Adam, thank you. Thanks, everyone. Bye for now. Thanks, you. Thanks for listening to the HR Happy Hour Show your source for information and conversation on work, the workplace, technology, and more. Learn more and listen to all the show archives at www.hrhappyhour.net.